Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. The question is, what do you see? As in this very minute, what am I looking at? Well, what you are looking at is very different than what you see. Well, before we expand on that thought and get too far into our show, we want to remind you that you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other ticks, tip, tip. <laughs> I've been trick-or-treating too long. <laughs> Tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, once again, what do you see? This is an interesting thought that affects us all in some way. So speaking of seeing, that is what we want you to hear, or this is what we want you to hear today. So did you like how I just turned from seeing to I'm hearing? trying to follow that thought. So what we want our <laughs> listeners to hear this day is the thought of what, what do you really see, not what you're looking at. And that goes back to, I had an interesting conversation this week that I was, I was sharing um, with you earlier, that I, I was sitting with this, this darling gal, young gal, I mean, just beautiful. And she was telling me her story and just how she, you know, throughout her life has struggled with her self-image, which who hasn't, mm -hmm. and all of us do to mm -hmm. some extent. But she, she said that she recalled a moment when she was, uh, she walked past a mirror and she looked in at her reflection. And for the first time, she saw her eyes. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I saw my eyes and it wasn't like my external thing. I saw my eyes. And when I saw my eyes, I saw me. Mm -hmm. It's like I saw into my soul. And she said, for the first time, I liked me. Mm -hmm. I saw me. Yeah. And that was a powerful statement because so many times we are, we look at an image, we look at the external, but we're not really seeing beyond that. And that's what we really want to talk about today on so many different levels about it's not just what we look at. But it truly is what we see. And speaking of what we see and what we're looking at, we're going to have a great time today. I, we are both so excited about this yes, show yes. and all of our amazing guests. Because, and it's going to be a full house. Um, so we want to, re to have everybody get ready because we're going to be joined later in the show by three friends, pastors, businessmen. They have all those roles who call themselves the church hoppers. And um, we are really excited because we get to help be a part of their launch of their new reality show on the National Geographic channel that will be airing next week. And we're gonna be talking more about that later on. So you don't wanna miss that. But first, our first amazing guest is a girlfriend, um, a, a dynamic ministry leader. Her name is Janet McMahon. And who among her many other roles finds herself a significant part of the ministry of Bloom. And, you know, each month we get to have Bloom join us on the show and we just love partnering in the, with them They're and just so cutting, inspiring. I, coming I together with guests. other women across the country who are doing ministry locally that are, you know, really living on the edges and really seeing life differently mm -hmm. and, and responding accordingly. Well, 
Bloom provides inspiration, encouragement, and resources for church planter spouses so they can provide the same to their families, to their staffs, and to their churches. And Bloom is a part of an organization, a ministry called Stadia. And Stadia is about bringing people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planning. Well, Janet and her husband planted a church called Restore Community Church in Kansas City, Missouri, where she is also the community life director. Well, Janet, we want to welcome you to Girlfriend It today. Well, thank you. Well, we are excited can you about hear this me? topic. We can totally hear you. There's a just, just hang, just play with us here. We, uh, <laughs> it is, we, this topic, like we've been talking about, is very significant on many different levels, and it really is one that we hope everybody thinks about and hears it and goes, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at life maybe today a little differently. Well, when we asked the question earlier, um, you know, what do you see? Because so many times we look at a lot of different things every day, whether we physically look at something, whether we're looking through emotional eyes or spiritual eyes. And as ministry leader, um, as you being a ministry leader and being a church planter's wife, uh, we know that you look at a lot of things and you see a lot, it, whether it's in the, the church, the ministry world, your community. So let's dive deeply into that about what you really do see. And I, a good question to kind of start off, because we're going to dive right in and go deeper, is so many times... Um, we, we are surrounded by people, or a lot of times we do like to surround ourselves with people just like us, and we're drawn to people who see life the same way we do. But really, to to really give us a richer experience of life, it's really cool to have that diversity and have different people around yeah. us. So, how do you re, how do you remain in touch with people who do not see like you? People like maybe of a different culture or a different background. How does that work for you? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think the first half of my life I was surrounded by people like me. And um, I don't know that there were experiences for me to really open up and see not only what God was doing in my immediate um, surroundings, but what he was doing with others and across the world. And um, back in, oh gosh, when was it? Early 2000s, I went to India. And my trip to India just made me... This is my first time out of the country. I dove deep in into world travel by going to India for 17 days, and I had never been out of the United States. And it freaked me out, and it was awesome at the same time. And it was so cool to see that God was doing work in people all across the world. And since then, I have been excited to continue to look at things from a different perspective and try to get connected um, with people in other countries, but also with people in my own um, city that are different than me. And so just recently, a friend invited me to an apartment apartment complex in our city here in Kansas City where people were struggling for a number of reasons, but they were living there mainly because um, it was kind of the end of the line. There was nowhere else for them to go. So I met people of different um, socioeconomic backgrounds and people who had struggled with things that had not been a part of my life. And some of those folks have started to attend Restore on a pretty regular basis and are becoming some of my friends, and it's really awesome. Um, it grows my faith. It gives me hope. Um, it makes me believe in God's tremendous love and grace and mercy in the lives of everyone. And so it's an intentional thing that um, daily you have to decide, I'm going to not only see what, what's in front of me, but I'm going to try to see what God's doing in my city. 
what God is doing in your city. I, I love it when we look at that at the bigger picture too, and that you're truly friends with them. I think so many times when we stretch ourselves to go outside of the people that we see like us, um, especially when we're going into different cultures, sometimes we think uh, this is a project, like God is giving, you know, I'm joining God on this adventure because this is what I need to be doing rather than going, wow, this is, this can be an incredible friendship and I'm going to benefit from this as well. It's not, once again, many times we see things as a project rather than as this growing relationship. Yeah, I do think that there are things that God wants to show me in my relationship with some of the folks that I've been meeting lately. And um, it really is mutual. It's mutual faith building. It's mutual learning. It's um, mutual humility as we get to know one another and each other's life. And so it's definitely one of those things where I feel like God is saying, I have some things to teach you and show you. Um, And that's been really remarkable for me. Well, Patty, I remember a few years ago, we talked about that. When we first started doing um, Girlfriends, we had somebody tell, ask us a question. It was pretty significant. It sounds so basic, but she, she said, how do you see women? How do you guys see women? Because how you see women is how you will respond and treat them. In other words, do you see women as needy, as catty, as I don't, and so many women don't like other women. So do you see them that way? Or do you really see them as as you know, full of potential and, and they have influence and they will affect the next generation because how you see them will be how you relate to them and how you treat them. And that was powerful for mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. as we were going, starting our ministry way back when and going, we need to make sure we are really seeing women for who God created them to be and not the, the nitpicky mm-hmm, aspects, mm-hmm. which is easy to focus on, but truly as remarkable, you know, human beings that really, you know, enjoy. and so what you were saying, Janet, it's so much of that is how do you see people that are different than us? Do you see them and we put them as them or do we see it as we coming together and focus um, on our commonalities? Yeah. Where, where do we share the commonness? Well, we're going to take a really quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on it's not what you look at, but it's what you see. We'll be right back on Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriend on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. 
Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, a great quote from Henry David Thoreau is, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. And based on that, we are kind of going into our conversation today about really what are you seeing? And, and we were, were talking with our first guest, Janet McMahon, from um, a great ministry that we love, full of girlfriends that are doing dynamic ministry across the country and even the world from Bloom. And Janet, we were talking about how it, it's so easy to surround ourselves with people just like us. But when we truly get out of our comfortable boxes and we get out into our communities and our cities and we start having conversations with people that are not like us, whether it's skin color or, you know, background or whatever. And we start finding uh, the commonalities and having those conversations where we connect and where we have in common and, and not just for what we see at face value, you know, what we look at and, but what we are really seeing and going to the heart with people. And uh, Janet, you were talking, uh, we were talking about those experiences and can you share with us a time when you, when you thought you saw something, but you really didn't see it for what it really was. You know, it's so funny because when I was first in ministry, this is years ago, like 20-some years ago when I first married my husband and we moved to Washington, D.C. We were going to a small church there, and um, there was a couple in our church with that were um, – you know, pretty well to do. He had started his own business. He had been very successful, and he drive. He drove this wonderful car, um, expensive car. And every Sunday, he would park in the handicapped parking spot. And I remember thinking, I don't like him because he's parking <laughs> his nice, expensive car in the only handicapped parking spot that we have in this little parking lot mm-hmm. at church. And it frustrated me. And I decided that I, I didn't like that man. Well, one day we happened to arrive at church, so I see his car, and I assume something about him because it's parked where it's parked. And then one day we are um, coming to church, and we happened to arrive at the same time he was arriving. And as he was getting out of his car, I noticed he was helping a man out of the back. Um, he picked up and drove a, a blind man to church every Sunday, and he parked in the handicapped spot so that he would have a shorter walk to the door of the church as he led this blind man into church, and I felt like I saw something. I I looked at something, but I didn't see what was really going on, and until I saw what was really going on, God just opened my eyes, and it was a very humbling moment that what you look at is not really what might be going on, and so I saw something, but it wasn't really what was happening. 
Okay, that is such a funny story because I literally it was a, the same example where um, someone was parked in a handicapped parking lot, and I thought I can't believe that they parked there. And then later on, I I found out that they had just pulled up there because they had been there hours prior to church starting. And there was, you know, we have tons of handicapped parking in, in this particular area. And they had been unloading water bottles um, <laughs> from their car. And so it, it is, it's just comical how we immediately just see it from what we're really looking at for that moment rather than going, wow, this person just spent a couple hours unloading, probably sweating to death in our Arizona heat. And I'm only going to, you know, see it from my perspective. So yeah, great it is so story. Easy. Yeah, and it's really, it's really made me think about that in, in very many other areas of my life. Like I look at this situation and I remember that, that I kind of visualize that nice car in that handicapped space. And I think I'm looking at this situation right now, but I do not know the whole story. Whatever's mm -hmm. going on here with this person or this struggle, I do not know all the background of what's really happening. And I kind of use that visual in my head to remind myself that I might look at someone who is homeless and I might assume that they don't want to work when there is a whole nother story there that I have never lived and I don't understand. And it gives me a lot of grace to really ask questions and really try to see someone's situation for what it is instead of making an immediate judgment. Mm -hmm. Well, Lisa and I, um, even in doing our events, I know there are times when we're putting on a conference and there's just sharp women, high capacity, that you're just so excited to just, you know, really cast this vision on what we can do and just, you know, be these dangerous and determined women to take on the world. And I remember one time we got invited to a church and as the women came in, um, we thought in, from our own perspective that, you know, this, we had this impression that these weren't these, you know, dynamic women that were going to take on the world. And uh, actually, I should speak for myself, not you, Lisa. <laughs> I'll just throw myself <laughs> under the bus. Yes, I'm like, this is you, not a we thing right now. <laughs> and But then afterwards, it was just amazing what these women were doing and uh, how they were, you know, they were from gathering, uh, you know, supplies to making quilts for, I mean, they were just really doing incredible things and joining God on this adventure. But you have a tendency to, you know, change even the way that you speak, thinking that this is a different audience. And instead, they were the ones that were high capacity and really making things happen. Well, it goes back to we are wow. so to make a judgment and assessment of things by just by quick, you know, first impressions or what we see. And I've been God just convicts and he is, you know shows you so many times when you, your first thought, yeah. when you see somebody or you see a situation and you immediately jump into, this is not going to be a, this is not going to go well. And then you were so pleasantly surprised, but then you're also going, okay, what was I thinking? I, I feel so horrible that I was so quick to make a judgment or assessment of the situation. Yeah. But the problem is, is that I not only make the assessment, I verbally communicate. <laughs> At least you keep your mouth shut. And then you validate my thoughts. So I appreciate that because I go, okay, then I'm not so bad if Patty is saying that too. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but no. we digress. That's a, that's a really good point though because we can challenge each other sometimes. We can help each other go down that road that we don't want to go down or we can lift each other out of that road and go, hey, wait a minute, maybe we're not seeing the whole picture. 
And it's funny because sometimes as girlfriends, we want to come together and say, oh, yeah, I see what you see. I know. I know. But (laughs) I think the challenge for us as we mature in our relationship with God and Jesus is that we bring each other out. We kind of take the high road and we take our friends with us. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And it's good, like you said, to challenge each other. And even if we maybe we are seeing something um, that uh, we are verbal about, that's okay too. Cause sometimes it's just rising up and doing things with excellence and going, Hey, how about seeing it from this perspective? Doesn't mean that we're always right in doing that, but at least you are communicating. It all goes down to effectively communicating and how you're approaches. Well, it goes back to your lens because sometimes it's easy to get into like a, a kind of a rut of being critical. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I'm, you find yourself like I'm in this season or whatever that I'm just, every time I look at something, I immediately default to what it, what is wrong mm-hmm. with it instead of what is right mm-hmm. with it. And so if you can constantly go, okay, I'm going to look for the, the amazing part of it or the positive things and not focus on the critical part and, and, and start slicing and dicing, uh, you know, whether it's an event or a situation, yeah. but sometimes we need to, because we need to give a different perspective and that's what we're going to be talking about later with the church hoppers, because sometimes you need a fresh lens and a fresh perspective to, to come in better. and go, do you know what you're saying, what you're doing? And you don't, because we mm-hmm. don't see ourselves objectively. But, but that I know, I know for myself, I can, I can tend to get critical because I have high standards. Mm-hmm. And so I have to watch and go, what is the motives of my heart in this? Yes. And that's where the bottom line is. And I'll, you know, and we know what that is and God knows, you know, yes, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. True. So Janet, where is a situation like where we're, we're kind of talking about this, where you really, you, your blinders just came off and you're like, wow, that was, I, I never seen, even in ministry as, as a church um, planter's wife and doing, you know what, because when you're doing ministry, some things what you think are reality and real are not necessarily. So coming into it going, I have to even come into ministry or doing or maybe it's doing your job with a, with a different perspective of a different lens. Has there been a situation that just comes to mind with that? You know, when I first, I was on staff at a church in Chicago area for about 12 years before we came to Kansas City to plant Restore. And if you would have asked me at that time, could you care any more about helping people find their way back to God? And I would have said, no. I mean, I'm like on a 10 on the scale of 1 to 10 of how much I'm passionate about helping people find their way back to God. And I thought I was using my life in every way possible. I was using every gift that God had given me. And that was my passion and my ministry and my calling. And then God said, okay, I want you to go to Kansas City and do this church. And when we got to this city, I immediately realized that I had even more capacity than I thought I had. And I thought I was seeing the people in my life and paying attention. And suddenly when I got to Kansas City and there was no church and we had to start a church, and the first Sunday we wanted people to join us in this mission of helping others find Jesus, everybody that God brought across my radar screen became somebody whose life mattered and who God valued and who I needed to care about. And it was amazing to me how the blinders or the scales kind of came off. And I really saw people, all the people, even the people standing in the grocery line and the people who are checking me out at the store 
and the people who were, you know, filling up their gas tank next to me at the gas station, everybody became so valuable in my eyes, and I was seeing them completely differently, whereas before I might be going about my busy life, and it didn't matter who was standing next to me. But when I came to a community to plant a church, I was hungry to be in relationships with people because I felt like God was going to use me every minute of every day. And so I just saw everything differently. And we should all be looking at it like we're going to plant a church. When you really think about, we've all been called to be disciples, that if we were, you know, just waking up in the morning and praying, okay, God, put those people in my life, in my life that I can have an impact on, and that will have an impact on, on me. And like you said, the, the, the one that you're standing in the grocery line with, you can get to know people and make relationships be such a significant part of your life without being a Jesus freak. Because people think, oh, you know, you've kind of gone crazy. It's like, no, I love people. And like you said, there's urgency there. And I, I'm just building relationships. And who doesn't want that? Exactly. And how we look yeah. at people, do we see them as irritating or a project? Or we really do see, like you said, Janet, somebody who needs to know the Lord, somebody who, whose story matters, somebody of value, somebody I need to get to know and, and find out their true story. Well, we're going to have to take a break. And Janet, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all that you're doing in Kansas City. And thanks for being our girlfriend as, and, and just in, in partnering, even though you're in a different city. We all share that commonality that we just we really want to see life differently and we want to love on people. So thank you for being an example and sharing your, your story with us. Well, in 2012, Reuters reported that banks were foreclosing on churches in record numbers, leading to tough consequences for communities across the country. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to talk about the realities and what an organization of three friends, three quirky, fun friends, are creatively doing to help. We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. Bye. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. 
a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. The United States is home to more than 300,000 religious congregations, and nearly four out of five Americans identify themselves with some type of religious belief. The reality Many churches are in trouble. The church hoppers are three business savvy ministers and best friends who travel the country helping faith based organizations reestablish themselves in the marketplace, not so they can turn themselves into profitable enterprises, but so they can continue spreading the good word to their followers and helping those who are struggling in their faith to find a foothold. They use the wisdom of scripture and a little Southern ingenuity to pull off inspiring interventions featured by the new series, Church Rescue, which, by the way, is premiering Monday, November 11th at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on National Geographic Channel, which my husband absolutely loves the National Geographic Channel. So we will be watching this show. Um, Based in North Carolina, the Church Hoppers trio include Kevin Honest, which is he's called Rev Kev the resident business guru with years of experience as an entrepreneur. RevKev helps pastors understand that the more success they have, the more lives they can touch through their ministry. We also have Anthony Gladimir Lockhart, a sales and marketing specialist with 15 years of experience, is more interested in how the church conveys a sense of belonging to the congregation. And then, last but not least, we have Jerry Doc Bentley, a pastoral counselor who focuses on the human relation aspect of each organization. So welcome, Kev, Gladimir, and Doc. Um, It sounds like those are Disney character names, actually, as I say that. (laughs) We have have been accused of having fun, so thank you for having us on your show, Patty and Lisa. Well, we have to tell you that, first of all, when you guys, uh, it came across what you guys are doing and the fact that we heard three friends um, that are, are putting this together, we are all about relationships and uh, you had us at friends, basically. <laughs> well, that, that's great. This is Rev Kev, and uh, once again, thank you for having us on your show. We are and have been for years best friends, and we've been ministry partners now for, for over five years, so... We've been, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to, we've been through the thick and the thin together, and we're very proud of uh, of the opportunity to work with the National Geographic Channel on Church Rescue, following us through our endeavors of consulting with ministries all over the United States. Our our company, Church Hoppers, as we strategically named it, um, is is committed to ministries that bring us in to help them in the areas of their business, their their systems and or relationships, and promoting their ministry or the way that they market themselves to their target audience. So that's what we do. The National Geographic Channel was interested in that because of its culture, taking folks on a journey, taking viewing audiences on a journey into the culture of religion. Also, uh, the, the interesting things that happen during the process of working with those leadership teams. And then the physical makeover aspect of our show, which is, which is uh, always interesting to watch as a viewer. Well, reality TV is such a hit, and people are totally leaning in because they want to see other people live. You guys kind of sound like the Duck Dynasty of of church hoppers. I, just that just good, I mean, charming and, and charismatic. And what made you guys think, hey, we need to do a reality show? 
about this topic. It's because it's a great idea. And I know as a, as a pastor's wife and, and Patty and I being involved in ministry for, you know, 15 years and, you know, we've traveled and seen churches and we've the same thing. You, you travel to certain churches and you're like, do they notice that there's cobwebs in the baptistry? Do they notice that <laughs> this? And so as we've traveled, we've seen things too. And so it's fun to see that somebody's going, you know what, we're going to do a reality show on that. You, you have us, we're in. So what made you go, let's do a reality show? Well, this is, this is Glad, um, Gladimir, as you uh, introduced me as, but you can call me Glad. Um, <laughs> you're, you're touching on some of the, the, the exact same things that, you know, we have experienced as, you know, individuals in church leadership, our entire, you know, our entire involvement with the church structure is a lot of times we, you know, we're really good with the spiritual aspect of things, but we, we forget that we're in a consumer culture that is experiencing things change around us at such a, a rapid pace. And we, we don't want to embrace that culture in a way where we change things up, where we focus on the cobwebs, where we, you know, we start from the parking lot and we meander to the pulpit and we go, hey, what does an outside individual actually experience when they come into the church? Yeah, we try to welcome them. Yes, we try to make them, you know, feel at home. But in reality, um, we're, we're not focusing on those fine details. So as we started to really kind of uh, grasp that and, and understand that we had something unique to offer in all of those categories, we uncover the cobwebs in the areas of systems, business, and marketing. You know, Doc gets down and gets real with, with church leaders and helps them understand who they are and what made them passionate about becoming involved in ministry. Rev Kev, you know, he, he searches those things out in the business world. And then I get to, you know, put the finishing touches on the package and ultimately deliver that to the community or what we call the church's customer so that they buy into it more. It's such a great concept because when when we're in the church and we're all using our giftedness, if you are the pastor and you're delivering the message, then that that is what you should be focusing on. And so it's such an interesting concept that you guys are using all your gifts to go, hey, we're going to stretch you. What do you think about this? And what do you think about this concept? Because why wouldn't we want to present Jesus in the best way, the best fashion the, the absolute truth that we can, you know, discover, why wouldn't we want to present that in the most exciting way possible? Well, we always like to say it, the experience starts before they even pull into the parking lot because it really is the experience. You want them to feel like I belong and I'm at home. And, you know, we have music playing in our courtyard. We have the attendance. But, you know, and but you're always trying to sharpen and going, what what is the first time or see that we don't see? So you really are making you're challenging the church culture and community mm -hmm. to go, okay, we've always done it this way, and maybe we shouldn't always do it this way. And it's so easy to get in, in church ruts. And like we said, you know, people folk, like you were just saying earlier, you know, people focus on the uh, spiritual part, but physically their building is crumbling around them. So somebody comes in, it's like when you go to a restaurant, when I go in the, in the restroom, and if it's a mess in the restroom, I go, ooh. I don't know about the food at this place. You're so a you're judging. snob, though. I so. really am. <laughs> so, but it's, it's those little details that really do matter that people don't think about. So tell us, what kind of challenges are you guys facing as you are making the show and moving forward? Uh, this is Doc. Uh, some of the biggest things that we always face, especially as an outside coming in, is, is typically we're going to present what we see from our perspective as church hoppers, the reality of what's happening. 
with that also, we're also putting a lot of emphasis on their individuality and identity because ultimately we believe that every local assembly, God is placed there, and we believe that, that it has a uniqueness to it. So many times in, in a church, they are screaming out certain things, but the actions may be a little bit different. Many uh, We call that mixed messages. What we try to do is help them to identify who they are. And some of the struggles that we will have is that some of the ministries, as well as the minister, may not see it as it is. And mm-hmm. and what we're able to do with them is is take the time to help them to see that their true identity in the community has a place. And churches try to compete with one another. They try to be what they may not really be or try to be like the church down the street. But God placed that church there for a purpose. And that purpose has a lot of impact in the community. There's a DNA that runs through that church that has years, it could be years, that there was a reason that that church was planted in that community to meet a need in that community. Well, the blessing is, is that we are able to help them to see that and sometimes it takes a while because our actual consulting process is over a period of a week. And in the show, you will see it portrayed that as well. And, mm-hmm. and the ministers, ultimately, they will see is that that's who I really am. Because our goal is not really to change church as much to empower church and allow them to be the uniqueness that God's placed them there. So it's a pretty mm-hmm. awesome experience to be able to see that on the six episodes that, that are going to come out over the next weeks on National Geographic. And the people are going to be able to recognize, hey, we can be who we are in our community, and we don't have to be anybody else. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a challenge. I'm going to throw a scenario. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. So, Lisa and I, we, we were ac- across the United States, and we went to speak at this one church of, I don't know, it was about 300, 400 people, and... As we were sitting there having dinner with them, they made a comment because they share the parking lot with the church of basically the same denomination right next to them. You could throw a rock and it would hit that building. And, and we asked the question, oh, do you guys, you know, do things together, collaborate? And they said, oh, no, we, we do not talk to each other at all. And you could tell it it there was something there. <laughs> What would you guys do when Glad and Doc and RevKev come in here? Um, what would be some of your steps here? And do you even see that that's a problem? This is Doc. Um, first of all, uh, number one, they are communicating. Even though <laughs> 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 there, there may not be any actual oral words being shared across the parking lot, but they're actually communicating. Okay, let's start there. Uh, always remember that love is a relationship as well as hate is a relationship. And so when you begin to understand that on the outward, that's an outward, that's an outward system that is also being exercised on an internal system. So wherever what the conflicts may be, there could be beliefs, uh, there could be approach to ministry, whatever it may be, that actually is happening inside the local church to its members, to the parishioners that are there, the guests. So in that case, you know, we're going to look back systemically first at the depth, and that's going to be the way that they are communicating with themselves, because that's where we have to begin to find out, you know, maybe they have some biases 
toward people. Uh, you know, everyone says you have a sign out front that says everyone welcome, and you see churches across America that say that, but that's not really true because mm-hmm. I'll assure you if we go over to Pastor Don Martin's church, over to Cowboy Church, inviting him to his church, which at their church you're allowed to bring your horses, and if you bring that church into that building, that could be a mild problem across the, the whole gamut of the congregation. So we we look at a, a good focus of what's really going on in regard to those aspects of what we're saying as well as what we're doing. So that's from the systems part. This is Rev Kev. I'll answer it from from a business perspective. Uh, what I try to do is in, in a scenario like that is 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 take the um, set the church label aside for a moment and look at it as an as a, as an entity. If we had two entities that were competing for the same product, and 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 by the way, we'll agree that we are we are selling the the greatest product on the planet in our Savior Jesus Christ. Um, we would we would try to determine uh, a few things. Number one, the the first question would be: Would it be beneficial for those two entities to join forces? So would you know if if we could set aside hey, Rev, our emotions? Rev, and- Rev, we're going to be right yes. back. We're um, once again we are talking with three men of faith who help transform churches and help communities restore their souls. We'll be right back with uh, the men of Church Hoppers. Stay with us. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
Yes. All right. Okay, Welcome back. Um, we're having a great conversation with the Church Hoppers, and they are a consulting company designed to assist churches of all denominations in building balance within their ministry. And Rev Kev, I rudely interrupted you right in your dynamic conversation about what we would do in the situation where we have two churches. They share a parking lot, but there is no communication. But there really is. But there really is. So go ahead, Rev Kev, tell us a little bit more about what you would do in that situation. Okay. And no, no problem interrupting me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to that. <laughs> um, we, real, real quickly, there, there, are, there are probably three options from, from an entity, from the structure, the business side of things. One would be, um, is there a possibility setting aside a motion in relationship uh, to to join forces, uh, could we could we take two and become one? And and obviously most most listeners are thinking, well, you know that that probably would would be great, but unfortunately the human relations side is preventing that. The second thing would be, can we create um, what what would be common and more of, of a church split? Can we create what we like to call a healthy divorce? I mean, quite honestly, when churches split, if you were telling us about a church that was split up and one was using the sanctuary and the other was using the the, the Family Life Center, for example, we would try to help mitigate the damage by, by helping them to become uh, their uniqueness. And that's what we do as, as a consulting company anyway. So the, the, the second option would be to, to, to focus those same denomination churches in two different areas of need in the community. And, uh, and, and you know, the, the third and final option, which is the best option, is to hire the church hoppers to come in and and let us coach them through this disagreement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's an outstanding yeah, option. Gonna... <laughs> well, yeah, you this, know... this is Glad coming at you. Okay, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Glad. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, in answer to your question, from my perspective, I can't do anything because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go out and promote a product that ultimately someone is going to come in and experience and realize that it's a sham. The worst thing on the planet, take, take retail environments, for, for example. You go into a retail environment, you buy something that you, you, you heard on television or you heard a friend tell you about, and they talked about how great it was, and then you get it home, and it doesn't even work. It does nothing. It, it doesn't complement the, the message that you were given and sold. So what do you do? You throw it away. And I think that's, that's the problem that we face sometimes is the mixed messages that are thrown out there until – until the systems aspect is intact, until the business element is intact, as a marketing individual, I'm not going to sell your product. So until we, until we can come together in unity and ultimately develop a game plan so that we can go out and, and share a message about the greatest product on the planet to a lost and dying world, that they can come in and experience and understand that they can find answers there, and they're not going to deal with, you know, with um, – uh, relationship issues and confrontation issues that they deal with in their working platform every single day, then my job is really non-existent until we can fine-tune the systems and the business aspect of that particular relationship. Okay, Glad, you're like totally speaking my lingo, and um, I, I really think you need to tell us how you really feel. <laughs> it's a <laughs> You know, there, there's so much at stake, ladies. There's so much at stake, and Absolutely. and we have to grasp that. We we've got to we got to grow up and get into the cultures that we're in, and understand that there's people out there that you know that are just really not going to lend themselves 
to uh, a bunch of a bunch of discontent. Unity is spoken of so much in the New Testament. Christ spoke of it. And until we can come together and realize that we're not competing with one another, we're not going to get any further into the minds and hearts of people that will care. Mm-hmm. Well, your reality show is so you have us and it's something that it, this is a reality show we can wholeheartedly get behind and endorse because it you're combining the humor but with the purpose and the significance to really do help the body of Christ and and make us stronger make us better you know it, and i'm sure this is going to come out on your shows as it uh, as, as it progresses as we watch them but you know we all t- can be very defensive when confronted with do you know that you're doing it this way or you could possibly be in a run? And it's our human nature all the time to get defensive immediately. Do you find much resistance when you go into these churches and you're speaking to the pastor, whoever, and you're saying, hey, dude, you know, you've got you got this issue, whatever. Do you are you finding a lot of resistance or are they pretty open to you going, OK, we need to do this? What kind of response are you getting? This is Rev Kev. Uh, of our trio, I often am charged with the uh, with the task of confronting the the pastor or the key leaders in the in the ministry and you'll see that on the show so when I confront folks about things that God has shown us as we've done our due diligence and prepared to consult with their ministry you know as in my own life when when my wife uh, confronts me with things that that uh, that I'm doing or not doing most of the time it, it's that I'm doing trying to fix things um, it, it, you know, sometimes it comes across um, as as criticism that, that I really don't want to hear. And so the, the, the dynamic of our trio is this. Um, each of us bring a different personality and a different approach to motivating people to change. And, and mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the uniqueness of the ministry team, uh, of the consulting team, of the business that we've created is I, I bring a, a, a confronting approach. Whereas Doc brings a convincing, convincing approach, and then Vladimir brings a, 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 a calming and a comforting approach. So with those three approaches, uh, you know, and, and, and as you study the Scripture, God brings a, a triune of approach to us as well. God the Father brings a, a little bit different approach than uh, as a confronter. Jesus Christ came in as a convincer, and the Holy Spirit comes in as a comforter, and that is the uniqueness of of what we see that God's put together for for our consulting efforts. Okay, we're we're laughing uh, because Lisa and I we we joke around because I many times come in as the confronter, and Lisa always puts the bow on it. She always wraps it up, and and, and then they like us by the time we leave after I go in. So, <laughs> You guys have a uh, similar approach. Well, when you um, are, are working with the church, I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, every church has different dynamics, so you wouldn't be able to say how much time that you invest. But generically, can you give us like a guesstimation of, of how much time that um, as you're presenting this As to you're the doing church, your due diligence and even as you do, and then you present, you know, the final summary. Well, this is Rev Kev again, and I'll, I'll brief that, and then if the other guys want to touch it a little more. First of all, as Doc said earlier, I believe it was Doc, um, we, we, our process is set up, even on the show, um, before the show, it was set up as a one-week process, and obviously the, the listeners are, are questioning what we can accomplish in a week. 
and and I'll I'll put that to rest. We are we are accomplishing in a week our goal, our sole purpose is to unify that leadership team, and then to announce to their congregation and to the community that they are relaunching their ministry. What happens in the weeks and sometimes months, and, and in cases it's been years to come, is that we have specialists that follow behind us uh, and, and, and are, are specialists in, in each of our areas that the church can, can, can have retained from our company to work with them on a long-term endeavor, on something that they need help with ongoing and long-term. Okay, that, that you you guys have really thought this through and all the dynamics and all the people involved from the aftercare, so to speak, of this. So you're not just like, here's what you do and we're gone, but really following up to see that they, they do heed your advice. And have you gone back to them? I mean, what, what was one of the first ones that you've done? And you've gone back and just to see where, they, have they maintained, do the, the churches tend to maintain that and keep that momentum going? This is Doc. Uh, one of the one of the benefits that we've had is that in our in our consulting is we stay in touch with ministries. Uh, the show ministries that you're going to see, uh, I can just give you this report that uh, you're going to see one on a Biker Church, and we were actually there this past week, and we're and this church actually has doubled, and Greg Sperling, uh, they are doing, they have a target, they know their target, they're going after bikers. And they're amazing in the way they approach their ministry. And so in, and since the time that we did that back the first part of the year, their church has actually just doubled. So in each of the ministries have their own, their own parts of their growth. And that growth, not, you know, we don't always want to try to focus on numerical growth. There's some spiritual growth. There's some emotional growth that has to take place. And every aspect of those growths are what God is trying to do in that local ministry. So in our case, we, we try to our best to continue to, to see the development, the process, and even the evolution of the ministries themselves so they can be the best they can be in their community by being who they are. Well, you guys do have such a significant approach and a significant product and your heart behind it, because you really do want to make the local church, which, as we know, Bill Heibel says, it's the hope of the world, to make it really relevant and it is all about the lord and and it is the hope and and the light and so we, again we want to thank you guys for just bringing your your humor your personalities your friendship modeling on so many different levels what it looks like to do effective excellent ministry and we're so excited for your show coming out and in the, in the we only have two minutes till we till we have to say goodbye but you know what we're going to be talking again because this is just too fun. But how do they find you? It's Church Rescue. It premieres uh, on this month. Give us a little bit how people can find you if they want more information about even having you come in and helping them. But what can we expect in the show, and how do they, how do they tune in? Well, you can, uh, you can find as much information as you uh, would desire to, to know on the National Geographic channel, uh, their, uh, their website, uh, you could also follow us on Twitter uh, at Church Hoppers. Uh, there's links and information, you know, about press releases and articles that, you know, that are being written, you know, through all forms of media. So uh, the National Geographic Channel is certainly promoting it, and uh, and also you could follow us on Twitter to get additional information about who we are and what we're doing. Uh, also, our website is www.churchhoppers.org. And your show premieres November 11th, is that correct? 
Yeah, thank you so much. November the 11th, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern on the National Geographic Channel, and the show is called Church Rescue. Well, we are definitely going to be watching that, and we are going to promote you guys however we possibly can, and we just want to thank you guys once again. Uh, we started out the show today talking about the question, what do you see? And our challenge for you today or this week, basically every day, is what do you see when you look at people, a new situation, a familiar situation? Do you see it at face value or is it there so much more to see? Keep looking, but make sure you really do see. And we will do this again. Have an awesome week. Thank you for joining us on Girlfriend It Radio. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 